All right, all right. Beanie Talks with Friends, episode 48. This is great. We're getting real close to 50. This is exciting. We have two wonderful guests today. But first, this is Feeney Talks with Friends, and I use this podcast thanks to my friend Dave at Direct Line Media and Cody at Weeha Brewing and Roasting to talk to wonderful people in the community that are doing great things. And today, we are talking with the Bridge Family Center, and they have been in the community for almost 50, 50 plus years doing great things. So very excited to talk with Martin. How you doing, Martin? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for And Margaret. I'm doing fine, great. Thank you for having us. This is going to be fun. And... Uh, Friends of Feeney is a nonprofit. Our mission is to help children and families that have heartbreak or tragedy. And again, use this podcast talking with wonderful people. And our missions kind of align. Uh, do you want to talk about the mission for the Bridge Family Center? Sure. Uh, my name is Mark Han. I'm the executive director of the Bridge. Uh, the mission of the Bridge is really to take care of children and families, to uh, build successful lives, and uh, move on with their life. Um, our plan is not to be in somebody's life forever, but to be with them during times when they need us the most. I mean, heartbreak and tragedy is clearly something that resonates with us. Um, and then there are families that we work with that are just struggling temporarily, that I maybe mean, have a blended family or they're just going under some, some rough times, which has clearly been happening a lot with the pandemic. And so we're there for them as well. We have um, residential programs. We have five residential programs that take care of kids that are um, involved with the D DCF system of care and those folks are with us for a little longer period of time. I don't know if you want to talk about all the programs that the Bridge offers right now, but I can do that. Yeah, let's like do it. To. Okay, all right. We're a nonprofit organization. We've been around since April the 1st of 1969. We have um, five, we have four short-term programs um, that are located all throughout Connecticut. One is right in West Hartford on Farmington Avenue. It was founded and started, opened in 1978. We have four, three mental health clinics right now, soon to be four, opening up our newest mental health clinic on 1021 Farmington Avenue, which is right next door to the shelter that I just mentioned and right across the street from our main office on 1022 Farmington Avenue. We also have the Mosaic Parenting Center, which we just opened up in January. That's located in Hartford, just over the line on 664 Farmington Avenue. And that's um, to really to work with families that are really need, wanting to get custody back of their children or redefine their relationship with their children. And it's a wonderful building. It's a little over 6,000 square feet. It was built in um, 1895 and we renovated, um, did a lot of cosmetic work before we moved in it. So it's absolutely beautiful, very inclusive building, lots of uh, culturally sensitive art and uh, our staff is just amazing there. We, um, the bridge also has the Family Resource Center at Charter Oak Academy, which has been around for since uh, the early 90s. Um, we, when they built the new Charter Oak, they put us right front and center. We have our own entrance and our own beautiful space there. Um, so it's, it, the bridge is a, a wonderful place. We have about 150 employees, about a little over $9 million budget. We have 16 very dedicated people that are on our board of directors that are really the heads of the the head of the organization they chart the course and make sure that the bridge has the funds it needs to carry out its mission um, we are very excited about our future the pandemic has been um, a real testament to our ability to stand strong under stormy times our martin will talk a little bit more about what's changed in our counseling center and how important it's been that we 
have had a presence in West Hartford and surrounding communities for when people needed us the most. One of the things I'm really proud of with about the, about the bridge is our versatility and our agility, if you will, is that we moved from an in-person format for our counseling clients to a virtual format in one week to make sure that we did not lose anybody and when, when folks really needed us the most. That's amazing. <clears throat> amazing stuff at the bridge. <clears throat> There's currently construction going on. I see it online. Is that the new building uh, yes, that's it being is. redone from 1895? Yep. That's, oh, wow. No, 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 not that one. That's okay. uh, That one's done. <laughs> gotcha. No, this is 1021 Farmington Avenue. It'll be the new bridge counseling center um, right next door to our shelter. Yes, that's a, a building that the bridge purchased. It was uh, a two-family that needed some some TLC. So we have basically gutted the entire building, put an all new electrical, new HVAC, new roof, new windows. Um, we finished all the floors. Um, it'll be a beautiful space for our families that will come in and feel welcomed and a, a place where they can really find some, some, some very needed peace and quiet and some listening ears from our wonderful therapist from Martin and his staff. Mm -hmm. Um, it's two glass fireplaces, which we're very excited Ooh. about. I think will really add to a nice, warm, cozy feeling, which is all of our buildings. That's what we strive for, to be very homelike and welcoming. So we're very, very excited about that. We, uh, you know, like everybody else has been dealing with supply chain delays. And so we're now kind of looking at the end of May for opening that program. We'll have a big grand opening in the fall. So it'll be very, very exciting. Nice. And what about the old St. Bridget building? Is that connection with the Bridge Family Center? Well, we are kind of um, connected with that. We have the Teen Center, um, which right now operates in the Elmwood Community Center. We've had that since 1998. And we have been invited to come to the table and be a part of the discussions um, as the town opens up this new, very exciting initiative. And yes, our new Teen Center will be in the St. Bridges building. And we're hoping that we're going to have a, a deeper footprint there as well. Um, I would love to see a counseling office. Um, there's space there. We have a wonderful relationship with the town of West Hartford and especially the West Hartford Public Schools we have had since the very beginning and that's only gotten stronger. Um, very collaborative and you know we really are, find ourselves really always on the same page trying to do the right thing for the people in this community. Yeah I noticed that too. I've been a teacher for nine years in West Hartford and the bridge has been definitely involved in, a, in such a positive way in our school system. So that's awesome. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah. And then back to the base teen center, John Merritt, great guy. I was on, I got the opportunity to speak at a teen meeting on March 10th, I think, at the Elmwood Community Center. So it was great to talk with those kids. A lot of former Woolkit students where I went to school. It was great to see them. Um, I look forward to collaborating with them more. They're, they want, a couple of them marched in the parade on St. Patrick's Day while we raised money for the bridge. That's great. We, I also think one that I, I don't believe I failed to mention this is that the, the bridge is also the town of West Hartford's Youth Service Bureau, which means we have a presence at almost all the schools in West Hartford. We do in-school counseling, we run groups, we respond to any tragedy in the community, we offer counseling for um, students and, and faculty. Um, we are very much involved in that and we've been really supported through the town of West Hartford um, and the public school system to continue our, our work there. Nice. And you're the executive director. I am. Since 1998? Yeah, very good. Yep. Very good. <laughs> I, I did some studying. <laughs> now, what, what have you seen in your, in your time? Any changes or what, 
what makes you, what's your, three things that make you a great executive director? Oh, wow, three things? So this is a sponsored question oh. from West Hartford Lock. You know West Hartford Lock? It's right up the street, too. Um, so three keys. Three keys. Three keys. To make you a great executive, executive director. <laughs> and Martin, get ready, because that question's coming your okay. way. <laughs> I'm getting ready. That's cheating. It's a lot. Um, you know, the three keys, I, I think the, the best thing is you surround yourself with very good people, very dedicated staff. There's a quote, I, I um, forget who it's from. Uh, it could have been from Colin Powell, who I really am a, a huge follower. Um, you should, no good leader should ever find themselves to be the smartest person in the room. And um, I've always believed that. My job is to attract and maintain the best people, the, the biggest hearts, the, the ones that have the, the biggest uh, ray of talent and, and their, their commitment to what we do. That's, I think that's the number one key. Um, part of the bridge's uh, core belief statement is uh, we work hard, we make it happen, we don't give up easily. So if you want to look at the 30 keys, that's, that's really my job. I yeah. work hard, I don't give up easily, and I make it happen. And um, the good executive directors, I, I think you never let yourself get bigger than the organization. And I think that's the mark of any good leader is that you, you're there to support the work of the community, of the staff, of the board of directors, and, and then that's what you do. You make sure that that happens. You become the frame, not the center of the frame. Nice. Oh, excellent. I think that's, I like that one. I think that is Colin Powell. And I think it was quoted here, Chief Vern Riddick, the chief of police in West Hartford, might have mentioned that. He, yep. That was his favorite book. I'm a book big fan of, of Vern, so. Oh, yeah, Colin Powell, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. So Martin, mm -hmm. three keys. So this is Martin Smith, clinical director of counseling. That's right. Since 2000. Well, no, since about 2016, yeah. Oh. So I've been doing this work since 2000, doing being a therapist and being a supervisor and things like that. I've been with The Bridge for about six years. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So three keys to make you a great clinical. Uh, Let's see. I mean, I definitely agree with what Margaret said. The Colin Powell quote is great. Don't ever be the smartest person in the room. And I, I really value the people I work with. I work with a fabulous and talented group of therapists. And... I really appreciate being able to learn from them um, as much as they learn from me. Um, they're really, really good at what they do, and I want to work with them because of that. So really kind of cultivating their strengths and, you know, helping them to kind of get better and better and better, you know, because they're going to be doing things that I'm always not always going to be probably as good at as they are. Um, so making them excellent is, is really important. Um, Let's see, three keys. I think, you know, just I, I really want to be um, uh, a trustworthy leader, I would say. I want people to be able to come to me with, with their actual struggles, to not feel like they have to, you know, make me think that they're perfect all the time. I want to know about those struggles, and especially in the line of, of therapy, it's, it's, it's a complicated thing that we do, and we're not always going to be perfect at it. So there's always room for growth. So I think as a leader, I want people to be honest and like, hey, this, this really tricky thing happened. Let's talk that through. Um, and I think, yeah, I just, I think, you know, one of the fun things about being thera a therapist is that we always are kind of getting to grow ourselves. So I want to make sure that as therapists, we are, you know, as aware of kind of our own, you know, like, 
strengths on our own struggles because that's that's part of the work is is not trying to fake it. You can't fake it as a therapist. People can see right through that. We have to be real and authentic because after all, they are real and authentic relationships with our clients. You know, granted they're, they're professional relationships and there are certain boundaries, but without that kind of real authentic connection, we're really not gonna be very good at what we do. So we have to know ourselves really, really well um, to, to do that effectively. So I think as, as a leader, I really want to encourage that in the people I work with. Let's, let's really get to know ourselves well. How many therapists are there? I think there were like eight to 10 on the website, maybe? So let's see, I think all told with, with interns, um, we're at about, I think maybe 16 or so right now. So I think we're, we're growing fast though. Like Margaret said, we have our new building, which will be up and running soon. And um, you know, we're, I think there's such a need in the community right now for mental health services that we're, we're seeing a big kind of need for growth within our program as well, just to really keep up with it. And we wanna keep up with it very, very badly. That's really important to us. So we really wanna be there for the town of West Hartford, for the larger you know, areas that we serve. And, and we see it, we see people you know, really struggling. There's been a lot of really tough stuff going on, obviously COVID, obviously other big world events. And you know, we see people struggling with anxiety and depression and, and grief and loss. So you know, when the need is there, you know, one of the strengths I see in Margaret as a leader is she's a fierce advocate, a real um, you know, pit bull, if you will, to kind of go towards that, that challenge. And right now that challenge is getting everybody in the door and, and giving them the services they need without having to wait, you know, six months for, for treatment. Um, so, so anyway, we're, we're growing is, yeah. Now, if someone wanted treatment or needed to talk to, with someone, is there an email or phone number that you'd like to share? Absolutely, they can call uh, the main number, which is 860-313-1119. Um, if people want to email me directly just to have a conversation about therapy, what is it, how do I get involved, I'm always happy to talk to people, msmith at bridgefamilycenter.org. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty simple just to call in, you'll get a live person on the phone, Usually our administrative assistant, Heather, who's fabulous and wonderful, and she'll talk to you and answer questions. And, and if those questions are more complicated about, you know, kind of clinical issues that are going on, I'm, I'm always available to talk to people. And it's free of charge? So for the therapy itself is, uh, is not, we are fee for service, but we take all, all major insurances, including Medicaid. Um, so no, no, one's, no one's left out. Um, and if people can't afford the fee, we have a sliding scale fee as well. Yeah. We also work with the town of West Hartford, um, some funds that have become available for folks that are, are really struggling, that can't um, afford a copay, can't afford anything. We, we work with them. We, the bridge doesn't turn people away for their, you know, if they come to us and say, we just don't have any funds. We work with them to figure out where we can get some funds to help pay for, for their therapy. Because we, you know, one of the things about a nonprofit, we have to, we are business. So unless we, really kind of keep an eye on our bottom line, we won't be around to serve the over 8,000 children and families we serve every year. And that happens to a lot of nonprofits. They, they get very focused on just really kind of, you know, which is great, they want to you perform their mission, but then they forget, but part of being able to perform their mission is having qualified staff and buildings and paying your heat and your insurance costs and everything else that goes along with that. 
No, I'm very interested to learn. I learned something today that I thought it was that one building on Farmington and come to find out there's 160 employees and a budget of a little over nine million for fiscal year 23. That's amazing. That it's like, I thought, oh, you know, they 10 counselors and just the great things that you've been doing and it's just overwhelming and you're continuing to grow, which is also phenomenal. Thank you. We have 12, 12 different sites. I always think of, of our main office on Farmington Avenue as kind of the tip of the iceberg. So is that, is that going to stay? Yes, that's our plan. Yep. And the new building is going to be on the same side? No, nope, right across the street. Oh, right across the yeah, street. Yeah, we have the shelter, which is Feynman House, named after the first female executive director of the bridge, Ruth Feynman. And right, that's at 1019 Farmington Avenue. For those folks that are watching, might, that might be historians, remember Junction 1019, when that's how that was originally started. Um, then it became the Bridge U Shelter, and a few years ago it became Fryman House. And nice. right next door to that will be our new clinic. And right across from that, right next door to St. James Church, is our main office. Wow. And we are currently in 141 Shield Street at the Weeha Brewing and Roasting, hosting us for the podcast. And Martin, your office is 100 Shield Street. Yeah, so, um, so right, so we're just down the street, 100 Shield Street. That's our, our newest uh, clinic. So it's one of four. So we have four sites. So our main site is going to be the 1021 Farmington Avenue right there in the center. Gotcha. That'll be our biggest site. We've always kind of had that main presence in, in, in West Hartford Center. We used to be in a building across the street. Um, but this is a big deal because we, we purchased this building. It's going to be really beautiful. Like Margaret said, it's going to be very spacious. So we'll have plenty of therapy offices which is going to be great so that'll be kind of our main office and then we have this location on shield street and we also have uh, an office in rockville um, up near vernon oh, yeah. and another uh, over in avon so really kind of spread spread out a bit right now and where do you spend most of your, your time so right what now I'm, I'm here at shield street but i'll be over at the 1021 office when that's ready to go in the next month or so so looking uh, forward to that how about margaret where do you spend most of your time what building at the main office on uh, 1021 Farmington Avenue, right next door to Reverend Hooper. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, that was Three Keys. Thank you. We want to just shout out a couple sponsors. Three Keys is sponsored by West Hartford Lock. We are also sponsored by the Keating Agency. So thank you, Ryan and Mike and Maureen on Arapahoe Road. Gastro Park. You ever been to Gastro Park? The oh, food yeah. trucks? Yeah, it's good stuff. Tate, episode 19. Thank you so much. And the Fix IV. Oh, yeah, the fix, a couple buildings down, uh, across from Donut Crazy. Nice. <clears throat> have you ever had a fix? I have not had a fix. Ooh, have you ever had a crazy donut? I've had a crazy donut. <laughs> All right, we're going to get to the crazy question, sponsored okay. by Crazy Donuts soon. <laughs> so, no, this is great. Um, do you have, like, <clears throat> a favorite moment, like something that, you know, they, as a teacher, you always want to think of one kid or try to help that one kid. Do you have a... Uh, a person that, that could come to your mind that you like, it's like a success story of, of, of your therapy? Oh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, without I, giving names. Of yeah. Course. Yeah. I'll try and think of one that goes back a few years. So it doesn't sound too familiar. Um, but I, I, I can think of, I, I've done a lot of work with, with teenagers over the years. That's kind of been the bulk of my career. I, when I was, you know, way back in grad school, I, you know, if you had told me, do you want to work with you know, really troubled teenagers, I would have said, no way, are you nuts? That sounds really, really hard. But, you know, that was kind of the first work that I found myself stumbling into out of graduate school, and I just fell in love with it immediately. I love working with teenagers. They're really kind of grappling with 
new things for the first time. They're learning to use these big, powerful, more sophisticated brains that are capable of things that they weren't capable of like a year ago. And so how do I, how do I make sense of this new complex self, you know, this capacity to kind of exist in the world in, in ways that were much, much more complicated than when I was just a few years younger. So, so I think uh, I found that a lot of fun and I can, I can think of quite a few teens I've really enjoyed working with, but one in particular, he was, uh, he was in, in foster care and you know, had just a really, really challenging um, upbringing of you know, neglect and having been living in a home with drug addicted parents and sadly a very, very familiar story. Um, and I and I and I found with him, like a lot of teens like him, that he was, of course, hard to connect to. He was really guarded. Um, he didn't really trust people very easily. He was very charming and charismatic, but it was really superficial. And to try to get him to talk about things that were more meaningful and more real was was really difficult. Um, but you know, I I knew enough to be really patient with him, just to talk about those more superficial things, to just kind of be present for him, to not push him too hard. Um, and over time, we developed a good trusting relationship where he was able to really open up with me about his past, um, about his, his biological family, about you know some of the challenges of being vulnerable, um, of having relationships where people can kind of you know, see those parts of him that, um, you know, he kind of feels like he needs to protect most of the time. So that was a, a really powerful relationship and I think also kind of helped me understand what therapy is all about because that, that is really what it's about. It's about providing a safe place for people to be vulnerable with another person, another human being. Um, we all need that. I mean, that's, that's such a key part of, of being a human being is when when something happens to us, whether it's, you know, terrible or wonderful, but we have these experiences, we need to, we need to talk about it to make sense out of it. We need to process it. And we do that with, with other people. And there needs to be safety and trust in those relationships. Um, so I, I, I'm grateful to that young man for helping me learn about that. No, I, I made so many connections while you were talking as a teacher too. That relationship is most important. You know, kids don't learn from teachers that they don't like. So right. you got to build that relationship first. And, uh, you know, there's always a saying that teachers are, you know, a teacher, a coach, mm -hmm. a parent, a therapist, a cheerleader, or, you know, so many other things. So a lot of connections that were yeah. made while you were talking. So yeah. teaching, you know, mental health, it's, it's complex stuff, but, um, but all of the things that we want to do, I think as teachers and as therapists, you know, it's really, the, the treatment's kind of the, really in a way kind of the easy part it's it's getting people to where they're open enough to receive those those things that's the hard part and i think that's that's where the real skill that's where really good teachers become really good teachers and and i think that's the real skill of a good therapist too so you mostly did teenage work but do you, did you also do some family and marriage counseling as well definitely so part of my training was whenever you're working with a young person you always include the family you know it's always you know kids don't exist in a vacuum they live with a family usually so you know for any meaningful work to happen with with a young person you really gotta loop the family in as well um, but later in my career i've had a chance to work with just individual adults as well and couples um, and i've i i love i love that also you know it's, it's nice in my 
working for the bridge and for the bridge counseling center we get a really wide range of clients i think we have a little four-year-old client and we have clients in their you know 70s and 80s and everything in between but i, I really like that variety a lot that's a broad broad extreme really you know, broad four yeah. to 94. yeah we we take them all so yeah how about some marriage advice to all our listen listeners out there oh boy let's see make sure you're married to your best friend i think that's okay. and if and and also know that you know it's not always uh it, it's not supposed to be smooth all the time we're supposed to you know to, to work things out sometimes but as long as we're willing to you know to listen to each other and i was going to say talk to each other the talking is the easy part it's the listening part that's a little harder so we actually have to listen to each other and that's a lot of what we do in couples therapy it's like okay let's, let's slow this down a little bit because i hear both of you talking but i don't really hear either of you listening so much mm -hmm. so listen that's why we have two ears and one mouth <laughs> so we right. can do twice as much listening that's right I like that. It's good. So they tell the kids. <laughs> and there's one microphone. One person talks at a time. That's right. <clears throat> so anything else you'd like to share about the therapy? Well, uh... Oh, I had a question, too. Um, because of the pandemic, did you see... I mean, it's obvious, but can you put a number on the rise of anxiety and depression because of the... Are there studies out or bar graphs out yet about... I, I wish I could. I don't. I don't know. But about personally, numbers. have you I seen mean, a rise? Oh yeah, and <clears> I can <throat> say. I mean, just in terms of the amount of clients we see. At last year, our sessions increased by seventy percent. Wow. All right, that was the number I was looking for. That's more than half, Dave. That's more than half. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so definitely a rise. Yeah. Um, and what did? So, with that being said, what did the bridge do to? Um, to help face that head on. Well, as I mentioned previously, we virtual counseling has been on our radar screen for a few years. And so we researched it a little bit. We had some basic knowledge of it, but during the pandemic, we, we right away said, okay, now we've got to move forward. So we have an in-house IT professional that helped us. We have a, a wonderful Martin who you met and Shannon Ty, who's our director of clinical operations, Hilde Fontanella, who's our chief uh, financial officer um, and all the wonderful therapists all got together and said okay what are we going to do to make this happen so we worked with our electronic record system and like I said our IT um, professional on staff to really do what we could to make sure our clients understood that they were not going to leave them you know just because you can't come in you're not comfortable with that we're here and it was a, a few hiccups along the way, but I think in short order, we, we managed to, to get through that. So uh, the other thing that we did is we assembled a crisis team right away, and we met three times a week um, virtually, and that was really our, our saving grace. That, that was our members of um, the leadership group at the bridge and, and our, our IT person and you know our clinical staff and like our finance department, Doreen Trasio, our director of development and communications. Everybody was part, a lot of people were a part of that team. And we really kind of touched base with each other, shared stories, shared needs. Um, you know, we reached out to families. John, you mentioned John Merritt. If he lost track of a teen center kid, he, if he couldn't reach them by text or Twitter or email or whatever other way, he went to their house and banged down the door and made sure they were okay. So there was, there was a lot of really grassroots um, case management and really, like I said, we don't give up easily and that was really 
you know, our, our tagline is uh, yeah. children and families are the center of our work. And that really drove that through for us. And that's amazing. You made that shift and that pivot in one week, you said, too, earlier. That's, yeah. that's commendable. And shout out to Doreen, <laughs> head of communications. Yeah. And development. And development. Well, while I'm here, too, I want to make a quick shout out for the uh, uh, Children's Charity Ball, which Ooh, will yes. be April the 30th at the Hartford Golf Club, starting at 6 o'clock. You can buy your tickets online, um, bridgefamilycenter.org. Um, please come. It's going to be a wonderful event. We need to raise a quarter of a million dollars to carry out our wonderful mission at the bridge. So we're going to, I'm going to hold this up to the camera, but Dave will also put a color copy when I send it to him. So yeah, April 30th, Saturday, Hartford Golf Club. That's a really nice place. We love it there. I played that once on the golf course. <clears throat> I hope to attend. I'm going to try. Oh, that would be great. Get your tickets. We, uh, I had a bro, Friends of Feeney in 2019 had a brochure ad. And then I work at High Meadow Day Camp. We, de we donated a free week. To, oh, thank you. Yep. So shout I know out that to High Meadow. You know, your organization has been wonderful to us. We appreciate all of your support. Yep. And yeah, this is great. So a quarter of a million dollars on this one event. A quarter of a million dollars. Let's go. Reach in your pockets, people. That's profit. That's, it, a, you know, some organizations, <clears throat> you know, they report they're mad. That's Will there be profit. a raffle again? Profit. Yes, there'll be a live auction. Live silent auction. auction some of that the, the live auction will not be online but the silent auction goes up online and uh we the week before the event during yep week before the event which will be the 23rd um and so you can bid there um they have the changing lives challenge which is wonderful we show a, a great video that um some of martin's um, clients are a part of and and uh talk a little bit about the mission of the bridge and people have an opportunity to raise their paddle and support uh, anywhere from $5,000 on down to $100 to really support the mission of our organization. And that's um, unrestricted money that we can take care of those families. The single mom of four kids that fell down in her kitchen during the pandemic and broke her leg, couldn't work. We made sure she had food, her bills were paid. Those are all the things that we were able to move really quickly to help. That's amazing. Because of this event. Dining, dancing. Will you dance? <laughs> Martin, will you dance? I, I, I can dance, sure. I'll okay. try. All right. <laughs> it's not, it, 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 it won't be pretty, but, but it'll be fun. Yeah. No, I'm really looking forward to it. Yep, Saturday, April 30th. I'm going to try to make it. Um, my friends, Steve Dean and Catherine Dean. Oh, we know them well. She's a member of the Children's Charity Ball Committee. Yes. We're gonna, if I go, I'll be sitting with them, Steve okay. Dean and Good. Catherine Dean. Wonderful. And shout out to Julia Dean, because I guess she just packed how many envelopes? 500 envelopes. She's a great, she's be a good friend. Julia Dean's a good friend. She's running the TikTok page for Friends of Feeney. So when you see some cool videos, uh, the Deans are a great, great family. Absolutely. Big supporters of the organization of our, of our bridge. So yeah, thank you. We'll be seeing them. They're dancers too. They'll be dancing. Well, there's a lot of people like to dance. I usually get my husband to dance a couple. So it takes a little cajoling, but. <laughs> yep. So we'll get that color copy up there. I'll, I'll share a link on the podcast that people can get go directly and get the tickets. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's going to be great. And then thank you for letting Friends of Feeney collaborate. In 2019, we marched in the St. Patrick's Day Parade and we raised money. We raised $500. Um, I want to shout out a couple people that donated. Mario Bugelli from Rad Baird. He's my buddy from the National Guard. John Decker donated. Jillian and Evan Gilchrist. Kevin Green. Q. Kristen and Jacob Warblow, so $500, those people helped donate. This year, we, we marched again, this is another color copy, so really excited to collaborate. 
There's Dennis House with our float. Um, and here's our shirt. I'm going to give you guys each a shirt. Oh, thank right. you. Nice. And as you can see, it says, uh, be a good friend. That's our motto. You know, uh, hold the door for someone. Pick up trash that's not yours. Give a compliment. Be charitable. You know, if you're not going to give, you don't have to give the Friends of Feeney, but if you, you know, give to Food Share or the Bridge Family Center or uh, a nonprofit that's near and dear to your heart. So be charitable. But it was great to collaborate. Hartford St. Patrick's Day Parade, uh, fundraising for the bridge, and we had this link. So you could be a friend. The link is still live, people, so please donate. So we got you a shirt. Be a good friend. Nice. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Be a good friend. This is great. It, we'll, we can work out the sizes later. All right. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> Doreen in the back. No, it's great. Um, just so happy to collaborate and finally talk with you and, and for you to share everything that's going on because you do wonderful things and for so many years and uh, I think West Hartford needs to know about it if they don't know already um, so thank you be a good friend so how that's funny you called her a pit bull so does it make her a good friend being a pit Very, bull leader you want, you want her on your side that's what <laughs> I mean <laughs> definitely how, what makes Martin a good friend oh Martin well, first of all, anything I ask Martin to do, he does it without any hesitation, mm -hmm. like things like this. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I never get the impression that Martin has any hesitation at all in knowing the right thing to do. He is an incredible compass, and uh, I think that that really shines through in all of his work. We're very fortunate to have Martin. He is a find for this organization, definitely. Thank you. appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Oh, besides being a pit bull, what makes her a good friend? Well, no, I honestly... I, and or in addition to? Yeah, so, I, and, you know, Margaret, is a, she is a fierce advocate for the children and families of our communities, truly, and that's why the bridge is so strong. I mean, Margaret's re leadership has, you know, really... She, she's great at kind of rallying, you know, rallying her employees, rallying the community, rallying different people that we work with so that we're all kind of working towards this mission, which is a really important one. Every family, every child, every time. And, you know, Margaret lives and breathes that. And, you know, she is a powerful advocate and that's, that's a great thing to have in a leader. So I, I value that immensely. Yeah. Very nice. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Couple, no, I just saw two Michigan State Spartans. Absolutely. <laughs> or did you go there? I sure did. Yeah. And all my money, too. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Andy's on the podcast, uh, Michigan State. So, you, do you know Magic Johnson? Oh, very well. I lived in the same dorm with him. I used <laughs> no. to play, actually, I worked in a detention center in Lansing, Michigan. He would come in and shoot baskets with their kids. He's nice. wonderful. Isn't very he? did a lot for the Lansing community. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. He's a great guy. Any other alums? Oh, uh, James Kahn. Um, okay. Yeah, there's some others, too, but I can't remember right off the top of my head. Um, yeah, there's definitely some Michigan State. Are you folks. born in Michigan? I was, yes, Pontiac, Michigan, okay. where the cars are made. Yep. Gotcha, because you're a Detroit Tigers fan, too. Yeah, big-time, big-time Tigers fan, and Red Wings, and, Lions, and the poor Lions. Yeah, I'm still a fan of the Lions, but, yep, definitely. Very cool. I had to bring that up. I saw that. Detroit Lions. How about Eminem? You know Eminem? I don't know him personally, but I've been on Eight Mile many times. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. And where are you from, Martin? I'm a California boy. I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. Nice. So yeah, San Francisco and uh, and the peninsula there, and 
Went to school in Santa Cruz, the University of California. Go Banana Slugs. Oh, nice. Okay. So uh, I'm a very proud uh, West Coaster. That's they right. won the, in baseball. Didn't they win a baseball national championship a while ago? You know, they could have. It's not a huge sports school. I know okay. my, my, my best friend in, um, in college was uh, on the tennis team, and they won the national championship tennis match or whatever they call it. Yeah. So, it, you know, as far as sports, that's about as much as I know. I was too busy out in the ocean surfing. That's my passion. To, so, yeah, if they, had, to, if they had a surfing team, I would have paid attention to that, I think. I went to Southern Connecticut State, and we were the Fighting Owls, but I thought that was, like, weak. Banana slugs, that might take the cake. It's just perfect. You Isn't know? it great? It's, it's for a school that doesn't take itself too seriously, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then the but, almighty but, Spartans. Yeah, Michigan State Spartans, <clears throat> definitely. We take our sports very seriously. <laughs> yeah. How's Tom Izzo? He's good. I, I happen to like him very much. I was, went to school there when Judd Heathcote was the coach. And we played Larry Bird and, you know, on the other team. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I had season tickets for everything. I was a dorm rat for four years, so I went to everything. I loved it. It was the best. It wasn't the best four years of my life, but it was, it was a great four years. And I went to grad school there, too. Oh, great. Awesome. And what brought you? Well, my husband. Um, I, we met, we, were, we weren't high school sweethearts, but we knew each other in high school. And we started dating my senior year of college. And he went to that other school in Ann Arbor. And, uh, yeah, uh, he, <laughs> but after he started dating me, he saw the light and uh, transferred to Michigan State. And uh, he graduated and got a job. As an, he's an engineer in Connecticut. And that's back when nobody was hiring anybody. So I decided that, well, you know, we're going to live in Connecticut. And we never really looked back. We go back to Michigan three or four times a year. I still have a, a mom that lives there who's 93 who's still very much with it. And... Uh, and my brother lives there, so we go back quite a bit. That's awesome. All right, so we got a dinner. This is a Gastro Park sponsored for dinner guests. If you could go to dinner, well, do you have a favorite rest West Hartford restaurant or restaurant, period? Do you have a favorite restaurant? Let's start there. Your favorite restaurant and then four guests, dead or alive, that you would like to invite. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> <clears throat> What's stumping you, the guests or the place? It's just so many choices. I think it's the guests that's stumping me. Yeah, well, I, I, my favorite restaurant is Beachland Tavern. Everybody knows that about me. I love it. Consistent, great service, good food, yep. and parking. Yep. So, yeah, I, I think... What's your uh, go-to meal there? Oh, I, I get the cop salad. Ooh. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. Yeah, it's really good. I love it, yeah. Um, I think for me, Eleanor Roosevelt, uh, Colin Powell, uh, probably my grandmother, who was my mentor. Um, and Jeff Flax, <laughs> I've always wanted to meet him. I think he's done incredible things with Hartford Healthcare. Okay, so, I was going to say I don't recognize that yeah, guy. Yeah, I think that's his name, right? He's the I think he's Jeff Flax, right? Right during yeah, during keeps track of the stuff for me. Nice. Yeah, I really I told Doreen I said he's on my list of people I want to meet. So I think he's just done and he's very believable when he speaks. So I like that. That's awesome. Good answer. Come on, Martin. All right. Let's see. You know, I really love arugula in the center. It's mm -hmm. a great restaurant. It's just kind of little, and it's always had a couple of nice times there for different events, interesting food, kind of Middle Eastern. So I love that place. And, man, to have a, a party of people there, wow. I would say, uh, you know, we got to bring Robin Williams because he's oh. a genius and he's hilarious and, uh, you know, definitely uh, be a fun guy to hang out with. 
And then we're going to have to mix it up a little bit with, uh, with, with, with Thomas Merton, who is a, a monk who uh, is contemplative and manages to kind of, you know, bring to life uh, Christianity in a way that really draws a lot of meaning out of it, I think. Um, let's see. Then we're going to have to throw a professional surfer in there, too. <laughs> Uh, let's see, big wave rider. Um, we'll go with Matt Warsaw because he's 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 just you know conquers these these waves that are as big as buildings. So you have to love that. Um, and oh man, last one. Um, how about uh, one of my one of my therapist heroes? We'll go with uh, Carl Carl Rogers mm. because you know he's just so uh, so kind and gentle but real and uh, very authentic and he's all about you know knowing that people are fundamentally healthy on their own we just have to kind of get out of their way so they can express themselves and when they're able to do that their health kind of shines through so he'd be cool awesome. to hang out with yeah all right got a couple guests i've never heard of this is amazing <laughs> flax carl rogers is carl rogers still around no he <clears throat> he died a, a while back he was um kind of part of this big like um humanistic psychology movement in like the early 60s, which kind of flourished throughout the 60s. And he and a bunch of others really pioneered this idea that what therapy really is about isn't kind of fixing these sort of broken, kind of, you know, deficient people, but really it's about, you know, creating a space where people can express themselves without fear, without judgment, you know, where they can be vulnerable and, and know that that's okay. And by doing so, they're going to find this, you know, really healthy kind of grounded part of themselves. So it's less, you know, this sort of medical model where the therapist is almost like this doctor going to fix the problem and more that we're just sort of helping people to sort of express themselves in a, in a more authentic way. So, yeah, he was, he was pretty I have innovative. to look him up. That's great. Yeah, it was, it was a new way of thinking down. back then. Carl Rogers. I like that one. Yeah. Surfing. What's the biggest wave that you ever surfed? Oh, I used to be a lot braver. And I was a bit of a fanatic in high school and college um, and surfed some pretty big waves. Um, but I'm much, much less brave and much less fit than I used to be. So little waves are, are fun Probably for me now. Probably much more married now. Too, much right? more married, <laughs> much more a, a dad. And yeah, <laughs> that's right. When's the last time you surfed? I went out last summer. Yeah, I go out to Rhode Island, which is really fun, and it's perfect for me now in the summertime, especially the waves are small and manageable, and I can, you know, uh, sit on my board and look at the birds about as much as I do catch waves, and that's that's just about right for me these days. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Great. What do you do for fun? You surf? Uh, no, I think my <laughs> surfing days are over, along with my, you know, wrestling days. That's right. Even, um, what do I do for pro fun? Pro football. Yeah, pro football, yeah. <laughs> Um, I like to spend time with my family. I have a daughter that's an ER nurse at St. Francis and her husband who's a West Hartford firefighter and my husband. I like to travel when before COVID. I like to try to do a little bit more of that. I love to fish. So I'm coming from Michigan. That's a, a big thing. You fish and hunt in Michigan. Fish, hunt and drink. I don't do too much of the latter. But, uh, but I, 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 it's a great sport for me. It's all about patience and anticipation and outsmarting the fish. and. I'm a big catch and release girl, but I love to bass fish. So very cool. Pastime. That's great. All right, now we're on to some crazy questions. Oh boy, these are written for, from kids. Oh, crazy questions. Nice love those. From Donut Crazy. Oh boy. What's your favorite donut at Donut Crazy? 
You know, I, I kind of like to go old school, just like a, a, a chocolate glaze. Mm -hmm. I, I got like a, a one that was stuffed with cookie dough one time, and I, I had to nap for the rest of the day. <laughs> so I'm just going to go simple, old school, chocolate glazed. Yeah. Do you have a favorite donut? I do. Yeah, I try not to eat them at my ripe old age of 66. But, uh, you know, there's a, the, not the custard fill, but the cream fill, like a, like a, like a glazed donut with the Bavarian cream mm. and chocolate on top. Very nice. <laughs> All right, what minute are we for crazy questions, Dave? We are at 44. So 44 minutes with Feeney. You guys are doing great. How are you guys feeling? Feeling oh, good? Great. Yeah, yeah, all right. Good time. This yeah, is fun. it's fun. Yeah. All right, I'm glad. <laughs> this is very excited. You're here again, so thank you again for coming. This means a lot. Does your family center bridges? Oh, this guy's trying to make a joke. All right. <laughs> all right. So we'll skip that one. Would you rather eat donut crazy for the rest of your life or wear Friends of Feeney merch for the rest of your life? Would you wear that t-shirt for the rest of your life or eat donuts for the rest of your life? Well, because I'm with you, I would definitely <laughs> wear the t-shirt because if I eat donuts, I wouldn't have much of a life left. <laughs> wear, the, wear the shirt while eating the donuts. We'll do oh, that. always the politician. <laughs> That's <one>. right, yes. <laughs> would you rather play Minecraft or give all your money away? I'll play some Minecraft, yeah. Give my money away. Would you rather fries or burgers? Oh, burgers, definitely. Yeah, I'll definitely take the burger. How old are you? I'm 66. I know, you just said it. That's the only reason I'm asking again. No, I don't care. Because you, you already mentioned my age it. All you want. I'm 49. I can't wait to finally just turn 50, because then you don't anticipate it anymore. Just get like, over I'm it. 50. No big deal. Rip the Band-Aid. Exactly. Just a kid yet. That's right. <laughs> I'm 44. Sorry, I'm going to be 44, and it's like, wow. oh. My mother-in-law just reminded me of that at my sister-in-law's birthday. <laughs> what, what is family for? To remind right? you how old you yeah. are. Right, thanks. Right, yeah. yeah. What was your favorite subject in school? Recess. <laughs> nice, of course. Good answer. Lunch, yeah. I mean, PE, definitely. Yeah. Oh, and this student, my, his, his mom is a therapist, so connection. Would you rather eat Donut Crazy or Dunkin' Donuts? I am going with Donut Crazy. I don't even have to think about that one. Thank you. That's our sponsor, too, so oh, well, done. well done. Well done. Shout out to Irene at Farmington. Uh, she's episode 10, so check it out. Do you play video games? I do not. I used to when I was younger. A lot of um, Nintendo, Super Mario Brothers, but it's been a while. Yeah. Do you have an iPhone or a Samsung? iPhone. iPhone. What's your favorite animal? Dog. Yeah, de definitely dog. What's your favorite color? Blue. Green. Do you have Nike shoes? Yes. Yeah, I do, actually. Would you rather be water in a cup or water in a water bottle? I think it would be in a cup. That yeah. way they have more freedom. Let's confine. Sure. Yeah. All right, we'll take the cup. I like that question. That's a great <laughs> Is that a therapy that... question? Yeah, I was just going to say. That sounds like a Martin I'm question. I'm going to think about that one for yeah. a while. Yeah. It's kind of got my head spinning a little bit. <laughs> I should have brought pictures. What do you see here? Yeah, <laughs> right, yes. Would you rather be a cat or a dog? I think dogs live a pretty good life. I noticed that working from home during the pandemic. Like, wow, my dog really just sleeps all day long and then <laughs> plays for an hour so it seems like a good life i think i'd rather be a cat I, I think cats are really good at just getting everybody to wait on them and not having to do very much <laughs> that's true yeah i'd like to try that sometime yeah. 
Would you rather have a cat named Luna or a cat named Tonks? Tonks is a pretty bizarre name. I, I'd have to try that one out. Yeah, that I'm sounds kind of fun, yeah. yeah. Would you rather eat ramen or tacos? Tacos. Would you rather play with a fidget spinner or a poppet? <laughs> I don't know. I've played with both actually yeah. many times because, you oh, know, this... they're like good things to have in therapy rooms. I like those fidget spinners. Yeah, they're pretty satisfying. Yeah. yeah. They're kind of fun looking. Yeah. Would you rather live across from a donut place or an ice cream place? Ice cream, no, ice cream. no question. Yeah. When did you get your job? The job I have right now? Mm -hmm. 1987. I mean, I started work for the bridge in 87. I became the executive director in 98. Nice. What did you do prior to being an executive director? I was the group home director of Main Street House in um, Mystic, Connecticut. And before that, I worked for Hill County Juvenile Court. And before that, I worked at a grocery store. Nice. And before that, I delivered papers and walked dogs. And I always had a job. I was a, I was a paper delivery person. Yep. Ten years. Oh boy. No one wanted to sleep over my house, and I couldn't sleep over anyone's house because I had papers to deliver. <laughs> Did you feel that way too? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Waterbury Republican. Oh. What was your paper? Uh, Pontiac Press. Pontiac Press. All right, cool. What's your favorite TV show? I'm trying to think because I, I watch what my kids like to watch, and I've sort of, are, are those my favorite shows? I, I, I don't. Oh boy. Um, I, I love like documentaries on um, people who climb huge mountains, mm. like uh, Mount Everest and stuff like that. Did you I watch could, 14 Peaks on Netflix? I haven't, but I, it's on my list. But I just saw The Alpinist, oh, yeah, which that... was mind-boggling wow. to see this guy climb these massive alpine peaks with no rope, yeah. no, nothing. Yeah. Your hands actually start to sweat Literally. watching, right? Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, truly. It's terrifying, but they're fascinating. There's another one, Free Solo. That was That's the one I amazing. watched. I didn't watch The Alpi Alpinist. Yep, Alex Honnold. He's incredible. Yeah. 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 Favorite book? Kitchen Table Wisdom. Hmm. Interesting. Do you have kids? I do. One, one daughter. 32-year-old daughter. Two boys. I have a, a 18-year-old son and a 15-year-old son. Nice. Yeah, they're cool kids. Would you rather eat ice cream that tastes like pizza or pizza like, that tastes like ice cream? <laughs> That's a every every podcast question. Oh, probably neither one. <laughs> <laughs> You're not playing just, the just game, right? Yeah. Kind of a purist. Right. <laughs> Would you rather be a vegan or a vegetarian? Neither one. <laughs> I could, I could do vegetarian, but yeah. giving up ice cream would be rough. I don't know yeah. if I could handle that. What's your favorite holiday? Christmas. It's the best. Thanksgiving. Nice. Would you rather live on a bridge or live in space? Bridge. Well, definitely a bridge. Got to say bridge. Yeah, right. We don't yeah. say bridge. Yeah. We're yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Did we do favorite food? Favorite food? Uh, burritos. Ooh. Uh, steak. Nice. Yeah, you're definitely not a vegetarian. <laughs> no. Would you rather be a ruler or a piece of paper? Ruler, I guess. A little more solid. 
Yeah, blow away, maybe. That's probably a good it's thing. Not a therapy question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. These kids it's like, like a, you should get the names and numbers of these kids. Seriously, right? Yeah, I'm a little nervous about what I'm revealing about myself here. <laughs> right. I'm not even knowing it. <laughs> They're all taking notes with my answers. Yeah. What's your favorite? Who's your favorite Harry Potter character? <clears throat> well, you know, that's a good one. I mean, I guess uh, you got you got to love Ron. He's kind of the underdog, you know. You always kind of rooting for Ron. He never quite pulls it off, but you kind of want him to. <laughs> Poor Ron. Ron Weasley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> your favorite U.S. state? Michigan. Uh, I knew you were gonna say it. It's got to be California. Oh, okay, yeah. makes sense. The homeland. <laughs> that's right. Uh, would you rather favorite food, favorite food, favorite veggie? How old are you? Got that one. How many friends do you have? Not enough. Hmm. Good answer. I like that. I'll go with that one too. Always need more. Yep. Good friends. Would you rather eat a donut or some soup? Kind of depends what kind of soup, I guess. It'd have to be pretty good soup to beat a donut. Right? Yeah. What soup would beat a donut? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Miso soup, minestrone soup. If I soup that good, then I would eat that soup. Do you have a mansion? No. We're a nonprofit. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather be a scissor or a rock? That's a good question. Hmm. I don't know. Probably go for the for the rock. Nice piece of granite. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather? Do you have any pets? Not now. We did at one point have three golden retrievers, three cats, and a rabbit. But uh, Whoa. we are done with the uh, farm. Sounds like a zoo. <laughs> mm -hmm. What's your favorite letter? <laughs> hmm, I'm just going to be selfish and go with M. M for Martin. I mean, come on. I'm going to go with B for bridge and be really there you political. Go. Nice. There we go. <laughs> Buffalo wings or spicy chicken burger? Spicy chicken burger sounds pretty good. I'm mm. getting a little, starting to get a little hungry with these questions. It is. I'm starving now. <laughs> Would you rather be a dog with six legs or a cat that has five legs? <clears throat> I don't have a real strong preference on that one, I must say. But I do love dogs. I'm going to have to go with the dog. What do you do for being healthy? Well, um, I walk a lot, I swim, try to get out to the ocean as much as I can, I try to eat well. Um, yeah, I mean, in this line of work, you know, we do have to take really good care of ourselves and in all seriousness, I mean, that's something we talk about a lot. Like, you know, we deal with a lot of stressful things. We're talking about serious things a lot, so that whole self-care thing is, is important. So lots yes. of exercise does Follow-up question, how important is exercise to stress relief? I mean, I think it's important for everybody. I think some people maybe need it more than others. I've always kind of been hardwired that way where I just, I got to move and I love that feeling of exercise. But, um, you know, I think that there's a, I don't remember where I heard this, but I, I did hear of a, a psychiatrist and I believe she's at Stanford who when meeting with someone who wants to start medication will say, okay, before I put you on any medication, I want you to you know, change your sleep habits so you're sleeping a good seven, eight hours a day. I want you to exercise and get outside every day. I want you to eat three decent meals a day. And I want you to make sure to interact with at least somebody every day. 
and after a month come back and we'll see how you're doing and like mm. half the people she meets with don't even need medication anymore so yeah. so much of being well is just that really simple no-brainer kind of self-care we all kind of know how to do it but we don't necessarily do it enough so i think all that stuff is really really important no there are days where you feel i feel better after working out like i play basketball the jcc gets the stress relief uh you know huge it's I'm, so helpful for like an hour i'm more worried about getting this ball and putting <laughs> exactly. it in the hoop. right so when you go home or you go to work you're like Phew. right yes <clears throat> i think for me it's just you know about quite a few uh, 2015 i just decided that the food pyramid did not include sugar on the bottom that should be at the top so mm -hmm. i kind of inverted it and tried <laughs> to stay away from sugar and that's been a big help mm -hmm. yeah yep sugar salt and stress Get rid of them. Yep. Yeah. Well, the stress is, I think, all part of, stress is part of everybody's life. Mm -hmm. True. It's just how to, you have to learn how to manage it. Absolutely. That's, that's what we, that's what I believe anyway. Very true. Yep. Any advice on how to manage stress? Part of it, I think, is trying to, carb, you know, put things in compartments and so that it doesn't overtake your life. And also knowing that knowing what you can fix and what you can't fix mm -hmm. and learning the things that you can't fix and how you're going to cope with them. And uh, I think that a lot of people spend a lot of time, I know myself included, because I think I should be able to fix everything. And, and, you, and you can't, you know, it, it's, you just have to let go of certain things. And I think once you come to peace with that, you're a lot better off. I think we could all be a lot easier on ourselves too. I mean, I think we expect, mm, so you know, we expect to kind of have all the answers. We expect to not make mistakes. And, you know, especially when things get stressful, I think that, you know, really kind of that need, you know, to fix everything and make it better really ramps up. We expect even more of ourselves. So, you know, not being too hard on ourselves is really, really important. And uh, I'm a firm believer in, in routine too. And I think especially during the pandemic, I, I just, I found myself preaching that all the time. like you know, structure your day in such a way that, you know, you're not just going to be bogged down in this stressful thing all the time, because it's really easy to just get lost in that. We have to kind of build in those times to, to kind of play basketball or, you know, have some good food, hang out with a friend and just sit quietly with some tea, whatever. Um, but we can easily forget to do those things. So routine's really important. Yeah, the pandemic definitely <clears throat> ruined my, not ruined, but negatively affected my routine i'm a teacher mm -hmm. i'm so used to standing where the pandemic had me sitting more right on my back gave me, started giving me issue and just yeah. felt my exercise went down you know you're in the house more yeah but then i you know i realized that and i'm like we're going for dog walks more mm -hmm. like we have to get outside so yeah. the, the fresh air was key um standing i got a standing desk one of my students grandfathers uh built a standing desk, homemade standing desk, which was great. So, nice. you know, like when you find a problem, find yeah. a solution. So. And, now, and that's the thing I think the pandemic did to us is it, it altered all of those routines and we didn't, we, we knew it, we knew our lives were different, but um, I think we didn't, we weren't used to having to plan for all that stuff all the time. You never thought about, gee, I, I better stand more because you just did. That's what you did every yeah. day. But now you're thinking to yourself, wow, I really got to stand more frequently. So... There's a lot, lot of, lot of planning we've never had to do before. All right, so we have one more game, but before that, I want to shout out the event again, and then, and then I have an event that we're going to share. Um, oh yeah, did we talk? Yeah, base team. That was me. 
I'm in the back here. Oh, yeah, look. Yep. There's John. Look at that. Right. Look at John. Right. Brett. Nice. A couple former Wolkit. It was really oh, cool. different John looks there. Yeah. Yeah. John is skinny now. <laughs> <laughs> and then, no, very excited to go and uh, be, be a part of the new place at St. Bridget's. But April 30th, where's that? April 30th. Saturday, April 30th. Children's Charity Ball. After that, May 3rd, thanks to Direct Line Media, we're doing our 50th podcast is going to be at Playhouse on Park. Oh. Our 50th podcast, 5-0. <laughs> we're really excited. We're going to celebrate. We have an hour of cocktail hour. Um, hour of cocktail hour, no kidding. Um, <laughs> Weeha Roasting and Brewing is going to bring the beer. Maximum Beverage is going to bring cocktails. Doro and Zahara are going to bring food. So we're going to have a great event. And then 7 o'clock podcast with games questions from the audience, raffles. It's just going to be a really exciting event. We collaborated with Tracy down at Playhouse and Park. Thanks to my buddy Dave at Direct Line Media. It's going to be great. So if you're, not, if you're free, 6 o'clock, for $25, you'll get food and drink and entertainment. It's raising money for Friends of Feeney, and that is going to go towards children and families that need assistance after heartbreak or tragedy. So that's our plug. And our last final game. This one's for a prize. <laughs> now you guys are, we're gonna see. Getting a little nervous here. Yeah. This is called Incoherent. <laughs> Incoherent, the game of gibberish. <clears throat> they play it here. So this is thanks to Weeha Roasting and Brewing. So you'll, you're gonna like read that out loud. Uh, Beethoven, Be Beethoven. Boom, so she gets it, right? Okay. All right, so we're gonna play. She's already, we're gonna play the six. All right. And it's best to think out loud, because that's the best part. Okay. And read it out loud. And I'll make sure. Can you see that? Yeah. I'm gonna hold it so the camera can see it, too. All right. Check him, man, do waffles. And that can give you a hint. Are we supposed to be going together? Like whoever yeah, gets yeah, it we'll first? Whoever gets it first. All right. Chicken. Fried food with Chicken your breakfast. Chicken and waffles. With oh. your breakfast. Good one. Long gut. Long gut. Chow. Nothing better. Nothing. Long gut. Your at-home spa. Oh, long hot, long hot shower. Dang oh. it, Lauren's <laughs> on the right, board. Yes. Way to go, Mark. <laughs> Didn't want to get none. TV remote. TV remote. Boom. Two in a row. Uh-oh. Femmeal leave vacation. <laughs> Family vacation. Boom. Ooh. Thanksgiving. That was Margaret's favorite holiday. Should have gotten that one. I know. English singer. Most popular X One Direction member. I totally lose uh, yeah. <laughs> Harry Styles. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm not gonna get that one. Science project. Science project. Oh. Nice job. Thank you. Peter Parker. 
soup. Oh, super soup. Peter Parker's spider. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider All right, last. He's got five, and you have three. Three. Uh -oh. I'm losing here, Martin. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Oh, Martin and Martin smoking takes it. Martin gets the prize. I got a prize. And again, they play this on Friday. There's an adult version. This is the family version. But this is a gift voucher. So you Ooh, could come and get your free, free beverage. Awesome. Thank you. That's great. Now, don't go over in your lunch hour. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's when you're off the clock. All right. Yeah. That's a deal. <laughs> and here you go, Margaret. I yeah. give one, You get oh, one, so <laughs> second prize. That's second prize. That's second prize. Thank you. Well, thanks for Appreciate playing. That. Uh, it was wonderful chatting with you. The Bridge <laughs> Family Center is a wonderful organization. Uh, you know, our missions align. Uh, thank you so much for sitting and talking with me. It's a wonderful, you know, we talk with wonderful people in the community. And the Bridge Family Center has definitely been in the community for a long time and doing wonderful things. I see it in the schools. Uh, I know families that have benefited and, and worked in collaboration with you guys. So thank you so much. Um, it was great talking with you. Well, thank you very much for having us. Reed. I, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Enjoyed Thanks it? for having yeah, us. Thank you. Really yeah. appreciate it. So episode 47, that was our past one, was Mike Michaud from the Miracle League. Do you know Mike Michaud? I know about the Miracle League. The Miracle League, League yep. is a wonderful Definitely. spot. Yeah. So it was wonderful chatting with Mike. Episode 49, we're going to talk with two women from West Hartford that wrote this book. I'm taking notes. The Imperfect Plan. This is their uh, combination name, Addison McKnight. So we look forward to 49 and then 50. Again, Playhouse on Park. It's going to be a Tuesday. Starts at 6. Uh, Dave has, we're going to have multiple cameras, lights, sound. Uh, it's going to be great. I'm very excited. So hopefully you can come. Uh, West Harf community, hopefully you come. Oh, we got, you got your magnets. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. So those, take those home, put them on your fridge or your car. Cool. Okay. We got stickers. All right. All right. So we got the, we played incoherent. We played crazy questions. We shouted out Keating Agency, Fix IV, Donut Crazy, Gastro Park, and West Hartford Lock. And I think that's it. any closing remarks. I like your advice. Come on, give some more advice to our <laughs> listeners or closing <laughs> remarks. Take good care of yourselves. Talk to people. Stay connected. Eat good food. Sleep a lot. Exercise. Be outside. <laughs> what's, what's a good um, hour of sleep? Does it depend on age? You mean like how are you much suggesting you should... that everyone gets? Seven, I just think eight. sleep is such an underappreciated thing. <clears throat> like we shouldn't be sleeping all day, but you know, sleep, go to bed at a reasonable hour and wake up, you know, at, at a reasonable hour. Get try to get seven, eight hours of sleep if you can. That's a really important part of mental health, I think. Yeah. Do you think very many people do that? I, I think a lot of people don't. I think I a lot think of people's right. sleep yeah. habits aren't great, and people don't realize that when you're exhausted, everything else is a lot harder. So it's a, it's an easy thing to not do well enough most women i know would tell you that there's they can't remember the last time they get eight hours of sleep yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no i try to wake up at six and maybe either go for a run do a little boxing uh phone game that i have um little kettlebell workout something to get the blood flowing in the morning Definitely. six p uh, six a.m every morning Definitely. pretty yeah. good am i doing all right i like it i think you're on the right track <laughs> 
Good. Right. Any closing remarks, Margaret? Closing remarks. Just thank you very much for having us. I, I love what you did. It's kind of fun to step outside of our roles a little bit and have some fun and play a couple games. And, and thank you so much for all the work you do for this wonderful community and for the bridge and and um, and everybody. I, I think it's you're very talented and, and very gifted, and I, I'm glad you're using that towards the, a good cause. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. It's all, it's all possible from Dave from Direct Line Media. So if you guys want to have a bridge podcast, he's your man. Um, and thank you. He's not here, but Cody. Oh, actually, he's here. I'll introduce you to Coffee Guy, Cody. Um, at 141 Shield Street. Let us tape here. Um, no, wonderful time chatting with you guys. Continue doing the great work. We love to have the continue the collaboration and partnership. Uh, going forward, maybe on Hartford St. Patrick's Day, we'll always fundraise for the bridge. It would be, be wonderful. And again, I'm going to go April 30th, sitting with the deans. Uh, closing remarks. Again, we hope to see you May 3rd. I can't say that enough. I said it. I think I beat that one down, right? You should be recovered from coming to the ball by then. Right? So, yeah, big yeah. weekend. The ball. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, on three, we'll say be a good friend. All right. One, two, three. Be a, Be a good, good friend. friend. That was awesome. Thank you.